coming up tonight, we return with the second part of our bracket challenge of the best landmarks in America. We've got eight combatants entering the evening, but only one will leave alive. What will be declared the best landmark in the nation? Stick around, we're going to find out next. This is Up for Debate, episode number 135, recorded January 17th, 2019. Landmarks, a monumental winner. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast with the two hosts agree on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by a man who should absolutely be remembered in giant statue form. It is Matt Mariani, our own Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I, I, if possible, I'd like that statue to be made out of we'll go Velveeta. With Velveeta. Velveeta would be interesting. I like that. Um, yeah, I think I think I was going to say cookie dough, but oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, either way, either way, it would it would I think it would withstand the test of time until it's time for dinner. Now, what would what would the Matt Mariani like legacy statue look like? Like, what would it be wearing? What would it be doing? Because Lincoln be famously buff. sits. What super buff? <laughs> just and ripped. I would be, He's ripped. Yeah, just like, but like stupidly ripped. Like <laughs> the point where it's like Chris Evans and 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 Captain America ripped. Like beyond that. Whoa! Like, it would be it would be like like. That, but it, if he was also an anime character, Rip. Holy like shit. Yeah, You're going to so, have like a 12 pack. Exactly. A 12 pack on my 12 pack. Crazy and, ripped. And I would be holding up a sword. Okay. Pointing it toward the, toward, toward the horizon. And it would, it would say underneath it onwards. Wow. You have a very high opinion of yourself, which is great. <laughs> Don't ever change. Cause that's amazing. That that's how people will. Oh yeah. Th th that's how I remember Matt. Just like that. That giant Just 20 like foot that. tall ripped <laughs> statue. Yes. God, those abs. Sometimes before I close my eyes at night, I see that very statue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I know why Katie married you. We'll marry you. She's going to build that statue for me. She's, we've already got the plans. That's where oh, all romantic. the money for the wedding's going. It's going to the yeah. statue. Like they built the the pyramids for the pharaohs, they will build the giant statue as your tomb. And many tourists will come and visit it. They sure will. Like many of our landmarks will, we have uh, on tap this evening, Matt. Um, yeah, we, we have a, we have quite a list going on here. Uh, if you if you think – really quickly, if, yeah. you, if you were to um, have a monument made of yourself, Sean, would it be a statue or would you choose something like say an arch or a bridge or something like – what would your what would your monument be? My monument would be – I don't think that – I'm sure this has been done. But what it would be is someone – because I kind of like the idea of Mount Rushmore – Right, where it's the giant face. Because I don't, look, I don't need the ripped body, all right? I just need the face. That's what people are, no one's going to remember me for my body, let's be real. They're going to remember this face, okay? But what I, I want, I want a, kind of like an alternate Mount Rushmore, where I want someone to take a big plot of land and sculpt a hill that from ground level just looks like a hill until you're above it, and then it looks like my face. A 3D version, so like my nose sticks up out of the ground, do you, do you, do, do, am I making sense? Yeah. It is. And, yeah. And, it and so it's like, it's sense. like my face all permanently looking to the sky made out and it's covered in grass and flowers and plants and it's a garden and you can walk on it. Hmm. Oh yeah. That's, I like that. 
I, I'm, a, I'm in favor of that that style monument. I'm sure that's what that has. Uh, I'm sure that that's a monument that that people have have considered. I would hope so. And then like you can you can walk into my ear, which will be at ground level, mm-hmm. and inside is a museum and gift shop. Because you gotta nice. have the gift shop. That's where you the money. Gotta is. have the gift shop. But you, well, you put the gift shop by the exit, right? Like right before they leave. That's what Disney does. Yeah, right outside the other ear. So you mm-hmm. go through my head. On, yeah, gift shop on the other end. Welcome to the Sean Jennings Memorial Museum. Where's uh? It's a small world after all. Gonna go. Yes, I do need a theme song for my head. What song plays in my head? I'm walking on sunshine. Whoa! Sounds sounds about accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my theme song. Sure. Um, Up for Debate. Up for Debate's theme song. The, the little Lego song. Yes, people. that I stole from the Lego movie. Yeah, yes. that's, that's, the, that's the song that would play. We can't afford the rights to that. Maybe maybe our pre-theme song theme song, which was stolen from the 1985 World Series coverage. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but that's where that clip came. I just liked the audio clip so much. If it kept playing, because it kind of cuts off to switch to the other song, but if you actually listen to it continuing, the music plays and it goes, Welcome to the 1985 World Series. <laughs> it's great. It's a great. I love that I clip. I think we should just rename that. We should just make our podcast that should just be called the 1985 World Series. I mean, it'd do wonders for our SEO. I mean, people would be much more likely to find us mm-hmm. versus where we are now. I think the only people who ever find us are those confused about the other Up for Debate podcast, which is about religion, and we're not that, so... There's another Up for Debate podcast? Uh, there is, but it's like... It's Up for Debate podcast is the name, or it's like the Up for Debate show, or it's 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 slightly tweaked, but there is. Um, it's like it's super Mark Christian. And John? Yes, exactly. See? Mike oh, so you John. must be a fan. <laughs> it's Mike and John. In the, the morning. On the Up for Debate podcast. Oh, Matt, we have got eight fantastic landmarks tonight. If people didn't listen to last week's episode, episode number 134, I recommend you go listen to it first. Otherwise, you're not going to understand what we're talking about. We started with 16 monuments and spent an hour and 20 minutes narrowing the field down to eight, Matt. And tonight, we've only got an hour to go from eight to one winner. Now we're doing it bracket style. So we'll start this first round with four matchups, then two matchups, and then the final matchup. Um, and there's got a lot to get to. Any any uh, remaining thoughts from last week on how we did? Um, just to recap, you know, I, I heard, I'm trying to think of, 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 of where, where I heard this, but some, somebody was just talking about the St. Louis arch to me. I, I, I don't know if it was in a podcast or like a different other podcast, but I, I just heard about maybe it was somebody at work that was extremely impressed by the. St. Louis Arch, but I, I don't know. Um, whoever it was, they, they, yeah, they they described it. I think it, I think it was actually a coworker. Now that I'm remembering the story, uh, and and he, and he was very impressed by the St. Louis, the the very iconic St. Louis Arch that that um that you you know you advocated for. Oh, heavily, last. and still do. Yeah, so that I mean that was that was kind of cool. That was a little bit of kismet, like. I mean, um, Matt, it's insane. There were people who, skeptics, who literally thought, because they built the two sides from the ground simultaneously and met at the top, there were people who thought it would be impossible mathematically to get them to 100% match at the top. There were people who set up cameras, time-lapse cameras, to 
record the embarrassment when these two points didn't meet at the top, Matt, and they met perfectly. It's, a, it's an incredible piece of engineering, but we will discuss that in a second. Um, okay. As I said, we've got four matchups we're going to start with in this round, Matt, and they are as follows. The uh, We'll do the first one here. The winner of our natural landmark battle between the Grand Canyon and Niagara Falls, it was the Grand Canyon. And the winner of our Battle of the Bridges, our most controversial battle of the first round, I would argue, uh, the winner of the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, these two going head-to-head, the Grand Canyon and the Brooklyn Bridge, Essentially two opposite sides of the country and two very different, one a man-made structure, one a naturally made structure. And Matt, we're going to be judging this round on some different criteria than the first round. We'll be judging them on their tech, what, we, what we're calling their technical achievement, and then we'll just be rating them on sort of their overall landmarkiness. How good of a landmark they are. Um, and Matt, where, where do you think we should start on this, this Grand Canyon-Brooklyn Bridge matchup? Oh boy. Uh the ultimate battle of of east meets west. Yeah, Although nature versus man. That was yeah, na- really nature versus man. Um yeah, I was going to say the east meets west battle that we kind of had that last week, right, with Brooklyn Bridge for v Golden Gate Bridge, which I I got to be honest, I thought we were going to get a lot more flack for from our um west loving west coast uh, audience. I mean, I'm still giving you flack for it, so I don't know if that counts. No, nah, it doesn't count at all, yeah, Sean. Okay. Um, so we've got, uh, we've got what we've got the ultimate hole in the ground versus the ultimate bridge over the ground. Where do we begin? Which one, which, where do we start? Well, Matt, I will point out, you know, if we're going to decide who is better, it would take, uh, roughly, I say roughly 18, uh, probably closer to 15 Brooklyn bridges to span the widest part of the Grand Canyon. So that's some scale for you. How many bridges exactly? It's Put it this way. You could take the, the Brooklyn Bridge and put it vertically at the deepest point and, it would, and, and the bridge would be totally inside of the canyon. That's how deep it is at its deepest point. It's about a mile deep. Yikes. That's pretty deep. Yes. Let's look at pictures of this Grand Canyon. You... <laughs> Are you not are you not familiar with how it looks, Matt? Uh, you know, I've heard it's very grand. Oh, it is very grand. I'll it's a big it hole. That. Like I mentioned last time, it's bigger than the entire state of Rhode Island. We mentioned that on last week's show. So it's quite large. I think in that in that respect, I think the Grand Canyon deserves a lot of credit, especially because it's it is so long, up to two hundred seventy seven miles long, carved by the Colorado River. Hmm. But the Brooklyn Bridge, of course, one of the oldest roadway bridges in the United States and the world's first steel wire suspension bridge. So certainly innovative. I mean, when we talk from the technical perspective, uh, the Grand Canyon uh, is just a lot of water flowed through it over a long period of time. I would argue there's nothing particularly technical about it. The Brooklyn Bridge, certainly a feat of modern engineering. People literally didn't think it could be done. There had been talks of many years before it was actually built. Um, that people had proposed it and the budget was like the equivalent of a hundred billion dollars today or something. I mean, the price to construct it was almost impossible because they didn't think it could be done. And, um, the Brooklyn bridge ended up being, ended up being built. So credit where credit's due there. I think from a technical perspective, you've got to really, got to really like the Brooklyn bridge on this one. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it's technical. Brooklyn Bridge really does have an edge at a technical. But then again, how how can how is this a fair matchup for Grand Canyon? Like when we when we talk about a a technical matchup, because the Grand Canyon is is a uh, totally, you know, it's not a man made. This is not a man made um, landmark here. Yeah, but I think, like I said, I think we should be grading it on two things. I think we should be grading it on technical achievement, but we should also be grading it on its landmarkiness which is a term I made up to indicate how good of a landmark it is. And the problem with the great, the great thing about the Brooklyn Bridge is visually, see a picture, hey, that's the Brooklyn Bridge. The Grand Canyon is just a big hole in the ground. Now, it's a very pretty hole, don't get me wrong. It's hard to put the Grand Canyon on a postcard versus... The Grand Canyon, put this way, is not a visual icon, I would argue. It's an icon for its size and maybe for its select beauty, but the Brooklyn Bridge is a pure visual icon, and for me, that makes it an almost better landmark because it is more recognizable and it is more specific. I mean, the Grand Canyon is, is it's just a big thing. It's massive. But the Brooklyn Bridge is just, it is what it is, and so you can really point to it and say, hey, that's the Brooklyn Bridge. Hmm. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I definitely get it. Um... So which so which one should uh, which one should win here? Which one deserves the uh, ability to go on, the right well, to go on? You know, we each get a vote, Matt, and I, you know, I'll say I think the I think the Grand Canyon is a is a better thing in general because I think I think it is more unique. I think it is uh, certainly older, uh, but I think in terms of a landmark. A you know using I don't I didn't even bother to to look up the definition of what a landmark actually is you know the old standard Webster's dictionary defines a landmark as um, it says here a landmark is a recognizable natural or artificial feature used for navigation okay a feature that stands out from its near environment and is often visible from long distances in its modern use the term can also be applied to smaller structures or features that have become local or national symbols i think if we're going by that definition you got to give it to the brooklyn bridge because you, you, the grand canyon it, it, by definition blends into its environment and is not really visible from long distances because it's a giant hole in the ground okay but uh, at the same time don't people come from all over the world to visit the grand canyon you don't see it too many people, you know, visiting the United States just to see the Brooklyn Bridge, but to come to this country, to, to take a tourist trip to this country, um, just to see the Grand Canyon, I think is a, is a more common thing to see, isn't it? Um, I think if you count New York City as a whole, I think is visited more than the Grand Canyon. But if you just talk about people going there specifically for the Brooklyn Bridge, you're probably right. Um, I, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. But, you know, a, a lot of people also saw Jackass the movie. So, you know, who knows what <laughs> if people are good judges of culture and of, you know, of, of what's what's good and not. So I, I'm with you on that. Well, we each get a vote, Matt. So so what do you, which of these two do you pick? All right. I'm um, you, you know, got to that was just that was just more. It's good. Evidence. That was that was that was arguments for argument's sake, I guess. Um by by you know by the you know you're right this is this does say uh the title of our episode is US landmarks not US tourist sites or US um structures so my vote would i guess my vote in this case would have to be Brooklyn Bridge and you know what Matt 
I, I, if I had to choose to visit one, I would rather visit the Grand Canyon. But I think in terms of a landmark, I think the Brooklyn Bridge wins as well. It's got to so, go on. All right. I so, agree. Mark that down in your books, folks, for those keeping their brackets at home. That's the uh, the quarterfinals. Quarterfinal, final four. Made it to the final four. I don't, can legally we use final four? Does the NCAA have that trademarked? Uh, I think we just have to say uh, sponsored by the NCAA and all of its affiliates every yes. time we say it. So Trade, trademark. And just keep ourselves. National College Athletics Association. CYA, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Matt, we got to find out who the Brooklyn Bridge is going to face in the Final Four because we've got our next matchup. It's the winner of the historical landmark battle, the Alamo Mission in San Antonio, Texas, against the um, big thing that got built matchup, the winner of that being the Gateway Arch, in Saint, better known as the St. Louis Arch in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and oh boy, Matt, I don't think we have a more different matchup than these two structures. One, uh, the Alamo, an old Spanish mission uh, built in uh, the 18th century, um, secularized in 1793. Of course, the famous Battle of the Alamo in 1836. And the Gateway Arch, uh, which was uh, constructed uh, finishing in 1967. So certainly much more modern uh, in the city of St. Louis, built for a cost of $13 million, about $77.5 million today. Um, very different. Hmm. All right. Uh, now, Sean, can you go inside of the Gateway Arch? That's a great question, Matt. You absolutely can. You can not only go inside, there is a specially built elevator that takes you to the top of the arch where you can actually hang out and get your picture taken. I do recommend you look up the picture of the elevator and the top of the arch. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, it's just these little pods. It takes about four minutes to get to the top of the uh, of the arch, and you can take photographs and hang out. It's a one dollar cost of admission to get you up to the top. Um, I believe I read somewhere. Let me see if I can find the stat of exactly how many people uh, have visited over the years. Uh, it is six hundred and thirty feet tall uh, at its at its peak. Uh, it's the same distance wide between the two points of the arch. Um, uh, let's see if it says in here the tourism numbers, because now I'm curious. But uh, public access. Uh, 619,000 visited it in its first year open. And uh, there is a visitor center at the bottom of the arch uh, that tells you about the history of it and the Museum of Westward Expansion. Um, the observation area offers views up to 30 miles to the east across the Mississippi River. Um, can hold about 160 people up in there. Hmm. Um, okay. So on our two metrics here, yes, we have, uh, technical achievement, technical achievement. And, uh, in your words, landmarkiness. Yes. Quality of landmark. Quality of landmark. Okay. So that's more of like a meta statement, right? The meta statement of, 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 of you know, how Aspects, good is how good is it at being a landmark? Of, of, yeah, of, of being a landmark. Yeah. Okay. Um, we start with the Alamo. Let's start. Let's start at Leah. Let's start. Let's start looking at the Alamo. Sure. Uh, in terms of of landmarkiness, 
No, in terms of technical achievement, yeah. What 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 would you say sticks out about the Alamo? Absolutely nothing. It's just a building. <laughs> really? I'm going to be completely honest. I, look, this isn't its category to win. I'll be the first to admit it. It's just a building. It's just a regular old building. A very mediocre building. It's now not famous been- for being... A, that's the thing. The arch is famous. And, and a lot of this, the Brooklyn Bridge, you can name a lot of these, are famous for... Wow, how'd they build that? The Alamo is famous for the site of a battle. It's not famous for being a cool building. So I was going to say, I, I haven't been to the Alamo. You've been to the Alamo, I correct? have not been to the Alamo, no. I've you, seen the you, Dennis you're Quaid movie. You're a real-life Texan. You're a real-life Texan, Sean. How can you have not been to the Alamo? I lived very close to it, but I never... But also, it was one of those things, and, and this gets into the landmarkiness thing, I don't want to go there. It sounds very boring. It's a building where something... Ha- you know, it's kind of like the Gettysburg Battlefield. It's like, do you really need to go there? Like, there's nothing there now. <laughs> it's kind of the same idea. It's just a building. I'm okay. going to get so much hate mail from Texas. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know what? I'm not a part of this. I didn't, I, haven't, I haven't started saying anything bad about the Alamo. Matter of fact, I love the Alamo. I think it's great. Uh-huh. Really play uh, the matter field. Matter of fact, I think it's a hell of a lot better than some arch. That's for sure. Yeah, those Yankees no. in St. Louis. I ride up, I ride my horse right up to the Alamo. I'll hit you right in front. I'll go in there, take a look around, breathe in the air of a free Texan. Like I said last week, I think it's pretty cool that Ozzy Osbourne once urinated on it and almost got permanently banned from the state of Texas. Oh yeah, and I, I, I thought, I thought I dreamt that. That's one of those weird things that I thought that he claims it doesn't happen. It didn't happen, but I yeah. think there's enough evidence that it did. <laughs> See, nowadays, you know, people would just pull out their phones and just videotape Oh, them. God, yeah. No, that would be all over the place. Yeah. Can't do anything anymore. No. Um, Put it this way. It's so boring that they're planning on building a 100,000 square foot museum next to it. That's bigger than the Alamo itself. Really? Yeah. Now, interestingly well, enough, the Alamo is a, a considered a World Heritage Site uh, by the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, um, which uh, sites judged important to the collective interests of humanity. I think if we were scoring this on historical impact, I'd give it a perfect 10. Oh, sure. Totally. I, you know, sure. that's no debate, but that's not what we're grading on. Yeah, it's going to be real tough for the Alamo to win this category. Like you said, it, it is... Uh... It is a it is a building. It's an older building, and it's not that remarkable in terms of style. It's actually very unremarkable. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, as much as as historical as the site is, it really is not is not doing any favors in the uh, for itself in this category, uh, our category of, of technicality. Uh, and construction now landmarkiness i think it looks good on a postcard so uh, that's kind of my like minimum standard to being a good landmark you got you got to look on a postcard or a stamp and i think the alamo does it's got a good shape to it mm-hmm. the building it's got a good look to it i think it's got a great name i think gateway arch isn't as good as the alamo you know it's 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 an it's a really recognizable name so i give it that um and I think its its history plays into the landmarkiness a little bit, so I think it gets more credit in that category, certainly. Well, than yeah, in a, yeah, landmarkiness. I think we have a we have an argument for it. Um, 
when you think landmark, uh, but then again, if you were to ask somebody, okay, draw the gateway arch. Well, you, and then somebody else draw the Alamo. To be fair, I, I, and and like if you were to ask somebody that never has never been to either one, I, you know. But that's. I mean, the, hang on, I don't agree with that because that's like asking someone to draw the pyramids. It's a triangle. You know what an arch is shaped like. If even if you've never seen the arch, it's a it's a. Def- no, that, the, I, I would say that the gateway arch is is very unique. It's not just an arch. It's it's like it's a, a big arch. It's, I was going to say a vaulted arch, but I don't actually know if that's true. <laughs> Um, oh boy. Um, no, it's a weighted can cantonary arch, a weighted cantonary arch, whatever that means. Um, yeah, look, I mean, the Alamo gets credit, right? That's, that's gotta be the most famous landmark in the state of Texas. Correct. I don't think there's one you could point to that's more famous. Yeah. Uh, maybe the, I guess, I guess the, uh, the Astrodome, right? Eighth wonder of the world. First enclosed indoor stadium ever built. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, man, I, I'm, I can jump right to my conclusion on this one. Cause I don't really think it's all that close. I think the gateway arch wins for me, but you know, you're entitled to your vote. So, um, yeah, I know, but it, I, I just, I find it hard to, I find it hard to, you know, give this one to the gateway arch just because it, it like it, when we say a landmark, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's equally valid as a landmark. I mean, I, you it's, know it's giant and a cool shape. So I'm going to, ca- I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to probably get overruled here in this case because, I, because I, I, I want to give half a vote to the Alamo. You can do that. And then just not give a vote at all, to, like a half a vote to a Gateway Arch. Well, and it's, Gateway Arch is still going to win because it's got my whole yeah. vote. So, but you can yes. do that. But what, what's no, your... <sighs> I, I, all right. So I, I would like to personally support uh-huh. the Alamo. Uh-huh. But I do believe that Gateway Arch should win this category. I think that's rightfully so, just because... I'll take it. Yeah. Just because it is, it is a landmark. It, it is technically much more impressive than the Alamo. Matt, I think if there's I'll any to reason that. to advance the Gateway Arches so that it can take on Brooklyn Bridge in the Final Four, who boy is that oh, going to be a that's matchup? Gonna be, that's going to be a show. That's going to be a show. But Matt, we got a couple more uh, semifinal. No, I guess it would be quarterfinal matches to get through here. Mm. Starting with our Battle of New York. I'm very excited about this one. We've got the <laughs> the winner of the um uh well we've got the winner Statue of Liberty going up against the Empire State Building. Two of I, I it's amazing to me that the Brooklyn Bridge, the Statue of Liberty, and the Empire State Building all made it to the final eight. And two of them, the Brooklyn Bridge and the winner of this, will continue on to the final four. So New York, a very strong showing in in our tournament, in our bracket here. Uh, and that Statue of Liberty, Empire State Building, big parts, very iconic, very different. That is for sure. Uh, one, a, a statue built in France, shipped over here, lives on an island. The other, uh, at one time, the tallest building in the world, um, an iconic Art Deco structure. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one here. Yeah, we will see. 
This uh, this one, this is the one I've been looking forward to. This is the, this is the. Uh, well, you're a real New Yorker. Indeed, a real New Yorker. You're walking here. I'm walking here. You sure are. Peppy's Pizza. Oh, I was gonna say, which is better, famous original <laughs> Rays or original famous Rays? Uh, Gabagool. Mm. Good answer. So, I. Uh, Yep, I have absolutely been looking forward to this the, the, for this all night. I, I it's this is going to be a tough one. Well, let's so jump let's, in. Let's jump into it. All yeah, right. absolutely. Where do you want to start? Just look at the virtue of of technical achievement. Okay. Okay. Um, some facts about the Statue of Liberty. What do we know about its technical achievement? Well, we know that it's 305 feet from the ground to the tip of the flame, as tall as a 22-story building. As of 1886, it was the tallest structure in New York City. Uh, as I mentioned, the statue was built in France, shipped overseas in crates, and assembled on the completed pedestal. Um, its completion was marked by New York's first ever ticker tape parade, and a dedication ceremony presided by everyone's favorite president, Grover Cleveland. <laughs> uh, it is made of uh, copper, it is a copper statue, a uh, copper overlaid on top of a metal framework. Hmm. Certainly a unique structure going up against the Empire State Building, uh, a roof height of 1,250 feet, a total of 1,454 feet uh, when you include the antenna. Uh, when it was completed, it was the tallest building in the world as of 2017, the fifth tallest completed skyscraper in the U.S. and the 28th tallest in the world. It's also the sixth tallest freestanding structure in the Americas. Completed in record time. Hmm. See. All right. It, it's definitely a um, huge achievement at the time, but it's, you know, going against the Empire State Building one of the you know the one of the tallest buildings in the world art deco style has kind of withstood the test of time oh man this is tough this is a tough one i mean i can i can say for me I, they split the categories they split the two one wins one and one wins the other for me um, I think on the technical side, I, I have to give it up to the Empire State Building. You know, obviously the Empire State Building is four Statue of Liberty's tall. I mean, it's it, it's an absolutely, it's an engineering marvel. They didn't think buildings could be built that tall, over 100 stories. Um, and it was built in record time, as we talked about last week on the show, with a crew of thousands building this thing back before they had, you know, safety rules and unions, um, that they could put this structure up is an absolute engineering marvel, and it stood as the tallest building in the world for quite a long time. Um, and like I said, it's still the fifth tallest in the country. So for me, I think from a technical achievement, Statue of Liberty, very cool. It's a statue. There, We've talked about lots of statues. I got to give it up for the Empire State Building. When it comes to the uh, worthiness of it being a landmark, I'm going to go in the other direction because while I think the, new, uh, the Empire State Building is a gorgeous building, we talked last week about its Art Deco styling. It does have an iconic look, um, and it is very recognizable with the city of New York. I just don't know how you... I think Statue of Liberty, in terms of landmarkiness, has to be near the top of all 16 we've talked about. I mean, it's got such a unique shape, a unique color, a unique location. I think 
if you think of America, quote unquote, like that's one of the first pictures that comes to your mind. I don't think it gets more landmarky than the Statue of Liberty, in my opinion. Empire State Building, very close behind it. I don't think, by no means, is the Empire State Building a slacker on this category. But, you know, I, I think, for me, they, they, they split. They split, so it's going to be a tough final call. But but that's how I feel. What do you think? Huh. Really tough one. I'm just thinking in the in the category of landmarkiness, I'll go through my entire thought process on this. I started out by thinking, you know, how timely both of them are and, and, and how each one of them is kind of has, has more, I think I would argue more so than any of the landmarks on this entire board has managed to adapt itself to a modern age and is still is still relevant like like all the other landmarks on here I think are are fixed are they're fixed in their in their own time periods in mm-hmm. their own spaces sure I think these two are truly timeless absolutely timeless landmarks and and I think just a perfect example I was thinking about the Statue of Liberty when I was going to make this argument thinking about how um you know, it, it's become a symbol for immigration to this country. It's become a symbol for hope, for liberty. Many different metaphors for, to, to different people means different things to different people. Strength, unity. Um, but then I'm also scrolling through. You know, I was, I was going to go with that argument in favor of the Statue of Liberty, but I'm scrolling through. Um, just general images of the Empire State Building, and I'm just thinking, you know, this is this is just a building. There's nothing really, you know. It's, sure, it's timeless because it's so tall, and and everybody remembers how you know how the height and and the majesty of it at all. But I'm scrolling through, and um, the I'm remembering that the this the the Empire State Building has these lights on it. Yeah, these laser lights. Yeah, okay? that very tall mast. And and they're very they're very known for lighting up for different different um, causes. Sometimes when a sports team wins, they light they light the building up green for the Jets or blue for the they, Giants. They do or, it, They did it for the uh, 2016 election, where one side would get more blue or one side would get more red as the votes yeah, came in. That's exact. Yeah, that's exactly the the direction I'm going in. Is you know. It's it's I'm reading now. It's been it's been lit up for for plenty of things other than you know outside of the sporting world. It's been it's been it's been lit up for uh, like you said the election. It's been lit up for LGBTQ rights. It's been lit up for um, uh, for um, the uh, the the uh, uh, for a day of remembrance for the Holocaust. Yeah, it's been it's been lit up for uh, Hispanic heritage. It's been lit up for Black heritage. It's been lit up for um, all sorts of different different moments to to kind of, and and in that way, I think that the the Empire State Building is equally as timeless. Um, in that it, you know it's it's move it has moved into the modern age seamlessly. I mm-hmm. think, and 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 it almost takes on its own personality, its own kind of characteristic in that regard i mean matt i i would go so i'm curious your thoughts on the statement i'm about to make which is 
the New York or the Empire State Building could be the most iconic non-government owned building in the nation. Because I think like the White House or the Capitol building could you could argue is more iconic. But right. in terms of like just privately owned buildings, it's got to be the most iconic in the country, right? Yeah, I would say more so what it would it's 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 rivals would be like the Sears Tower. Yeah, the Chrysler the building Antoc building. Yeah, what's what's the 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 one in San Fr the famous one in San Francisco, the trans something building. Transamerica building. Oh, right. Um, right. You know, oh, maybe like the Space Needle. Oh, in Seattle? In Seattle, I Who guess. the Space Needle? It's, I don't think it's the city, but I'd be curious. Or maybe like the Luxor oh, oh, in Las Vegas? Uh, yeah, but I, I would say that the Empire State Building is way more iconic than any of those. Well, places. there you go. But, yeah. Uh... Just for the just for the record, the the Space Needle um, is owned by uh, Pacific Northwest. No, that's the region that it's in. <laughs> that's not that's not the company that owns it. I thought it was owned by Pacific Northwest. Oh, it says here it's owned by Seattle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, that's the, city the Seattle it's in. Corporation. <laughs> you know, fun it's... fact, Sean, the Pacific Northwest is. Um, they own a lot of real still, estate up there. Yeah, yeah. It's still, it's, it's actually, um, yeah. I was, I was just making sure San Francisco is not considered part of the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> no, uh, that's the only part of the country that I have never been to. The Pacific Northwest. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest, and well, I've always loved to go. When we take the show I've on tour, Matt. Yeah, when we're on tour, yeah, Sean and I will sell We'll, we'll be selling out stadiums in uh, Plain Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Come and see us. Key Bank Arena, we're coming for you. That's right. Key Bank. Uh, yeah, I guess I've, I've been pretty close to it. This past summer, I went to the Canadian Rockies. That was... I mean, that kind of, of is the Pacific. Yeah, it's not the U.S. Pacific it's not. Yeah, it's but, more the Rockies, but it's that's as close as I've gotten to it. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to go. It looks very beautiful. But, um, yeah, the the... the Still haven't found what the company yeah. that owns the Space Needle, but I, I think just I think I've kind of talked myself into go giving this to the Empire State Building, which I, I honestly going in I think I, in my mind Statue of Liberty absolutely had the edge for iconic landmark U.S. landmark, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, the owner is the Space Needle Corporation, no which way. is uh, the most awesome sounding. What are they? What do they do? What do they make? Well, it was built. So the Space Needle was built as part of the 1962 World's Fair. Um, who actually owns it is interesting in that uh, it's, it's a holding corporation. It's a holding corporation. Sean, what is a holding corporation? Uh, it's a it's kind of like an LLC. It's just a it's just one of those sketchy things that can own stuff. So you don't personally own it. <laughs> so you can't get sued um yeah Matt, for me honestly i was really split on this battle i i re i was genuinely coin flip 50 50 because you can make really solid arguments both directions 
I was slightly leaning towards the Empire State Building, and the fact that you picked it pushed me in that direction. So I'm going to agree with you and say the Empire State Building. I really think it could go either way, but I think there are really good arguments to be made for the Empire State Building. Yeah. So we're going to roll with that. Those lights sold me on it. You know, I was thinking about it and, and about it, you know, the 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 symbolism and the iconography. I think that the the Statue of Liberty's symbolism is more ascribed. It's it's like we assign our own symbolism to it individually. Sure. But the Empire State Building, like that, you know, that stands for things. And that's I think that's pretty cool. Well, and see what 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 uh, swayed me was the giant dirigible mast on top of the empire state building that was never used for dirigibles because dirigibles never became a thing. Uh, so <laughs> that's kind of neat. All right, Matt, we've got our final matchup here of our elite eight and it is uh, one of the more unique matchups. We've got a head to head here. The winner of the sculpture matchup, Mount Rushmore in Keystone, South Dakota versus the winner of the tourist trap matchup, Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Really interesting uh, heads-up battle here. We talked last week uh, the facts about the 14 years to complete Mount Rushmore, removing a total of 450,000 tons of rock. Um, the you know the each head is about six stories high. Of course, Disneyland built by Walt Disney um, in uh, 1955. It opened the a larger cumulative attendance than any other theme park in the world. Um, 18.3 million visitors a year, uh, now has 51 attractions within its park. Uh, gosh, Matt, where to even start on this one? Uh, um, very different. The good news for me, I don't know about you, Matt. I have yeah. immediate opinions on this one. I don't got a hem and haw. Okay. And Jump I think, into it. I think once again, they're going to split them. They're going to split. They're each one's going to take one for me. Starting with landmarkiness, I got to give it to Mount Rushmore because I think it's visually easy. Again, that kind of postcard challenge. Mount Rushmore is designed for that kind of, it's designed to have its picture taken. Disneyland is kind of a big thing, a nebulous thing. It is more, it, it's, to me, a landmark isn't a place. It's partially an idea, right? You know, right. my house is a place, right? Walmart is a place. They're not landmarks. A landmark has to be bigger than a place. And to me, Disneyland is kind of a place. Now, it's a really cool place. It's a nice place. Happiest place on earth. But to me, it hasn't quite crossed that level into landmark Enos, you know, in the way Mount Rushmore. I mean, Mount Rushmore, come on. It's on the Mount Rushmore of landmarks. I, you know, it's, it's true for me. It's got to be like top five landmarks of all time. I, I just, in terms of being a landmark, because it is so visually stunning. It's in the middle of nowhere, which gets, it gets some credit for, I think in this category. So for me, Mount Rushmore takes that when it comes to technical achievement, I know what you're thinking, Sean, they sculpted the Mount Rushmore with dynamite. I mean, it's an incredible achievement. It took them 14 years to do it. Bullshit. You try making a roller coaster. It ain't easy. <laughs> And give it up to Disneyland for constantly innovating on rides. They invented the idea of a theme park. No one had never done it before. Amusement park. These should be amusement parks, just collections of rides. That's boring. You got to theme it. A themed environment. Everything from the sidewalks to the plants to the stores to the rides to the, to the music to the smells to everything. No one had ever themed it before like Walt Disney did. Creating new types of rides that people had never seen before. The audio animatronic invented by the Disney Corporation, introduced into these parks. To me, while Mount Rushmore is a technical achievement, Disneyland is a longer-lasting 
and more memorable technical achievements. So they split the categories for me, Matt. What do you think? Sean, I think you're wrong. What? I'm, I'm going. Isn't I'm this going the show with... where the hosts agree on everything? <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently not today. You know, not I, I, I got to go with uh, Mount Rushmore here. I got to be up for debate on this one. Um, I, by the way, I really wish we had some kind of button I could hit that says like, it's the up for debate button. And it's like, like the debate alarm debate. Boop, yeah. Boop, There's boop, a debate, 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 boop, yes. boop. man, your battle stations and I put, I put my hat on and yep. Your battle cap go. battle. I'm, I'm in battle battle form. Um, yeah, I, uh, Sean, I gotta, I gotta say, I want to give this one to Mount Rushmore. Okay. I think that Mount Rushmore is more iconic as a landmark because I'll tell you one simple thing. Uh, we're going to go back to my, my drawing test here. Okay. You, you hand two kids blank sheets of paper. You ask one to draw Mount Rushmore. You ask one to draw Disneyland. I think the, the one that draws Disneyland, you might think will draw like an iconic representation, but what they're going to do, Sean They'll pull like their favorite memory of Disneyland or some something like that. Sure. Uh, I guarantee they were probably um, I would and I would bet dimes to donuts on this one that they were probably bored to tears when they went to Mount Rushmore. So they're probably going to draw, you know, they'll draw the faces that they saw because that's really the only thing you can do at Mount Rushmore. But we're not arguing for which which site is more fun or thrilling. Sure. We're arguing for which one is the more iconic U.S. landmark, and I got to say that's got to be Mount Rushmore. I mean, it's on currency. It's um, it, it's it's been painted. Which currency oil, is it on? Oil paintings. It's on a currency. It's been painted on oil paintings. It's been featured in movies, like we said with uh, uh, North by Northwest. Disneyland isn't even the best iteration of Disneyland. But it is Disney the original. World is much better. But it's the original. Matter. Disney World is much better. Everybody agrees with that. Everybody. Well, yeah, because it's in Florida where land is cheap and, you know, I, I get why Disneyland isn't better. Big and exciting and fun and, and inviting and the happiest place I mean, on Earth. They do Disney have Land. Avatar Land. Disney so. World. Yeah. So... Now, what I will give you is, you know, when the when the when the quarterbacks win the win the the Super Bowl, and they dance around and they say, "I'm going to Disney." Do they still do that? No, they don't. They stopped that a couple of years ago. Why did they stop that? Well, because they they got paid to do that. They didn't do that for free, and then Disney stopped paying them, so they don't do it anymore. Uh, do you think that anything will ever take its place? I I would love them I'm to going say to Papa John's. Like, <laughs> no, I Matt, I think they should be. Hey, uh, Tom Brady, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you gonna do? I'm going to Mount Rushmore. Yeah, <laughs> that's my Tom Brady impression. That didn't sound anything like Tom. Yeah, I'm Tom Brady. I was gonna say, you think Tom Brady's oh, a Texan? shucks. <laughs> oh, tarnation. Oh yeah, my votes for Rushmore. All right, uh, Matt, I I tragically. And upsettingly, I'm going to agree with you and give you it to are. Mount Rushmore. I think, I think Disneyland deserves more credit than we're giving it, but I think Mount Rushmore should win. Here's my – the final problem I have with Disneyland is I think it, it, it represents this like idealized sense of our culture that I, I think that doesn't really do us any favors as a society. 
yeah, to kind of like idealize this like dr- fantasy dreamland of happiness. I don't know. But I think that's a healthy activity in imagination. Me. You know, I don't think there's any. Hey, Mount Rushmore raises our our elected leaders to the status of gods. So that's, you're very right about that. I did not. I totally didn't. Didn't. Uh, never. You know, uh, yeah. Many of them their were, issues. Many of them own slaves. That's yeah. Only one of them has roller coasters. That's all I'm saying. Mm. O- there's only one because there's Mount Rushmore, but there's also Splash Mountain. So, you know, which one that's would you true. rather ride? Yeah, that's true. You Think got a point that. there. Um, Matt, we've got our final four set and ready to go. And we're going to we're going to hammer through this here. Uh, quite a matchup. Uh, some, uh, some very different ones, which I'm very happy about. And let's do our first final four battle here. As we approach the winner, the Brooklyn Bridge versus the Gateway Arch. Who boy. Who um, boy. Now, how do we want to look at these in this so round? I wanted to propose a new metric. Great. I love it. Fun facts. Which one has the better fun okay. facts? More The more fun facts. I figure since now we're, we're reaching the end here, um, I, I think we gotta, we, we've got to – we, we've got to make it a little a little fun. I love you know, it. People keep staying in, staying tuned in. Now, so fun facts. Who is better fun facts? The Brooklyn Bridge or the uh, or the uh, Gateway Arch? Now, Matt, before we get to that, I'm going to propose my metric for this round. Yeah. Because we've been doing two metrics per round. My metric is going to be the tourism metric. Which of these would be more fun to visit? Because that's the thing about landmarks. They're, the point of being a landmark is that people visit it. Like, that's the whole gimmick, is that yeah. it's about tourism. And so a good landmark has to be really strong in tourism. So which of these are good for tourists, are good to look at and visit and hang out at? Which would you rather go to? Those sorts of things. So those will be our two metrics for this round. Fun facts and tourism. Brooklyn Bridge, Gateway Arch, Matt. I feel like we've shared a couple of fun facts for each of these. Um the Gateway Arch, one of the most visited tourist attractions in the world, over 4 million visitors annually, uh, about which 1 million travel to the top. And as I mentioned, it's exactly as wide as it is tall, although it looks a lot taller than it is wide. Hmm. It's Wait, the, what? Yeah, so if you look at a picture of it, you're like, if, if you measured, it's kind of like how you, what your arm span is as long as you are tall but it doesn't look that way. The arch, if you look at a picture, you're like, it's much taller than it is wide, but it's not. The width of the two feet is identical to the height of the arch. Really? Yes. Huh. It's a bit of an is, optical illusion in that respect. So would you say that's the, um, is that the the best fun, fa- is that the most fun fact, would you say? Um, I mean, there's not... <sighs> There's not a lot of fun stuff going on. I'm, I'm going to be honest. There's not a lot going on fun with the arch. I mean, like I said, I think the funnest fact is that people literally didn't think it was, um, they didn't think it was possible that they could make the two legs as they were built meet in the middle. Um, they, they just didn't think the math could be done for it to work. And they were wrong. Hmm. People thought it was impossible. That that is that is a uh, all right. That is a fun fact. The fun most fun fact I found about the arch is 
Um, I guess this actually would kind of fit in with your transportation fun fact, really. So I'll save that one. But uh, a fun fact about the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, I was reading about this earlier. They they used to hide wine in it. Oh. The uh, – uh, let me see if I can get it. The, I mean the, the uh, elephant – the elephant fun fact I liked with the with, – um, Oh, with the Brooklyn Bridge? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, the circus man. P.T. Barnum P. T. walking Barnum. Uh, 21 elephants across the bridge in May of 1884 to show how sturdy the fan was because uh, – the span was because people didn't believe it. Right. They didn't I, think I like, it was safe. That's a good fact, but you got no, fact number two. Um, there were engineers built sizable vaults that were up to 50 feet tall into the bridge beneath its anchorages. Thanks to the cool temperatures kept, um, these granite-walled storage spaces turned out to be the perfect wine cellars, and they were rented out to the public until World War I. Uh, the company, A. Smith & Company Productions, forked over $500 a month this is back in the early 1900s. That was a wow. fortune uh, as rent for the Brooklyn side vaults while the liquor distributors, Lights, um, Lighty's Brothers, paid a pretty $5,000 for the prime real estate beneath the Manhattan Anchorage. They stored uh, wine there. Do they still? No. it was no. That was only until World War I. Okay. Then, then I guess Prohibition hit. And Makes that sense. was the end of that. Yeah, in the 20s. Oh. So, yeah. Neat. Um, here's the, the fun touristy fact I found about the arch. Is that um, near the top, you can actually, there's a tram. Yep. There are actually three modes of transportation up the arch. You have, a, you have a staircase, you have two staircases, you have an elevator, and you have a tram car in each leg. That can bring you to the top. Yeah, when you look at the structure, you're like, I don't understand how people get to the top of that. Um, mm. But it's actually pretty simple. They've got some stairs and a uh, and a tram. Yeah, uh, Matt. I think from a tourist perspective, on these two, I think the uh, Gateway Arch is certainly um, more interesting from the respects of the view. Is going to be a lot better. Obviously, the Gateway Arch much taller than the bridge. And in a more flat part of the country where you're going to get much farther views, as you mentioned, you get to ride those cool trams up to the top. Um, neat, to, Very neat to visit. Uh, very uh, fun to photograph. The downside, it's in St. Louis, Missouri. And why are you in St. Louis, Missouri? Unless you're touring the Budweiser factory or taking it a Cardinals game, you have no reason to be in St. Louis. So to me, the location is real hindrance on the tourism factor. But I do think... In terms of what you can do once you get there, it definitely has a leg up over the Brooklyn Bridge, which, while iconic and in a better city, is just a bridge. You can walk across it, you walk across it in the other direction, boom, you've done the Brooklyn Bridge. It's 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 more utilitarian than the arch. It, it has an actual working purpose, um, which is great for those who live in the city, not so neat for tourists. As we mentioned earlier, you don't go to New York City to visit the Brooklyn Bridge, you just happen to see it while you're there. Yeah. Hmm. So what do we think, Matt? You know, I'm thinking right now that I'd, I'd kind of like to visit St. Louis. I'm sure it's a very nice city. You know, a lot of people don't give small cities credit. There's a lot yeah. of cool things to do in small cities in this country. You don't have to go to Los Angeles to have a good vacation or New York. <laughs> go, go, go visit Chattanooga. 
shop yeah shop your local shop local see what's like, up in like memphis shopping shopping local businesses visit your local city go visit the alamo in san in uh in san antonio yeah go to don't, nashville do, i've heard good things about nashville don't go to tallahassee don't don't go to tallahassee Terrible no, place. yeah yeah maybe maybe avoid avoid that but macon uh, macon georgia lovely place macon georgia yeah okay i believe you I've never been. Had a good but time I in. Um, had a good time in Savannah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Savannah. Sure. That's a Baltimore good, is a great city. Town, yeah. Uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so I'm giving it to the Brooklyn Bridge. Are you going to give it overall to the Brooklyn Bridge? <laughs> I am. I'm giving okay. it to the Brooklyn Bridge. I, I feel like I've come I've come too far. Is that really a surprise, Sean? I know, I, I've but been, Matt, I've been kind of lobbying for the Brooklyn Bridge this whole. I know, but I've been lobbying for the arch time? the whole time, Matt, and we've got to break this tie somehow. That's the problem. I know we're we're gonna we're kind of at an impasse here. So either I, you've swayed me, and I go towards the Brooklyn Bridge, or I force a tie with no idea what we'll do for a tiebreaker, because I did not think of that ahead of time. Okay. If they were, if they, if they both had to, if they went, got into a fight, right? Pretend they turned into like giant mechs and just <laughs> okay. started fighting. All right, each other. I like this. Okay, who would win? Who would win the fight? The Brooklyn Bridge or the the St. Louis Arch? Well, it's interesting. They're they're very different fighters, right? Because the Brooklyn Bridge is 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 I would think is very like is like is almost like a sumo wrestler, right? Very dense, very hard to move, very chunky, and this mm-hmm. and the Arch very very quick and nimble. Right. So who's going to win in a fight between those two? Um, gosh. All right. In in that scenario, the, the Gateway Arch would probably win. But my argument is that the Brooklyn – I think the Brooklyn Bridge has fortitude. Like, like – you you can you can not if 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 uh, St. Louis Arch took one punch, I feel like it would just it would just like be out of the fight. You know what I mean? Like say like like Brooklyn Bridge has the fortitude and and just kind of the like staunchiness. But it's but it's stay sl- in the fight. But what I'm saying is it's slower. You're going to get more punches in as the arch. You're going to be able to get around quicker. You know, this is slow and low. Imagine a boxer taking on a sumo wrestler. Who do you think is going to win? The, the sumo wrestler. No, no, the sumo wrestler. Gee, right. I don't think. All right, Sean, me... the sumo wrestler would definitely win. All they have to do is pin the boxer. The boxer's not going anywhere. Yeah, the boxer's too fast. Box. You can't pin it. You can't pin the boxer. Oh, but once you do, he's down. Yeah, but you're assuming you do. You're gonna, yeah, All of right. course. Matt, let me ask you a different question. Yeah. Let, let me give you my spin on this. Famously, giant planes have flown under both structures. It's, really? it's it's actually illegal now to fly a plane through the arch, uh, but several people have done it. Um, uh, at least 10 pilots have disobeyed that order. The Brooklyn Bridge, famously in 1919, Giorgio Pesci piloted one of the world's largest airplanes under the bridge of Caproni CA-5. Now, Matt, if you were a pilot, which would you think would be cooler to fly a plane under? 
Oh, it would, it would definitely be cooler to fly under the gateway arch. See, I would say I the Brooklyn like Bridge. This isn't no working because the Brooklyn Bridge is harder. <laughs> the Brooklyn Bridge is harder because it's lower to the ground. The arch yeah, the would gate- look cooler. Yeah, the gateway arch would look cool. All right. Yeah, that, I was thinking the same thing. It would look way cooler to fly through the gateway arch. But I mean, you want to fly through the gateway. Like the Brooklyn Bridge, you're like, am I sure I want to do that? But the arch, yeah, yeah no, you definitely want to fly through that. It's like dis- It's like a target. Right, right. It's like in one of those flying simulators. Yeah. Matt, we really have got to make a decision here. Uh, do you want me just to roll the dice? <laughs> no, come on. I'll do it. It's more exciting hey, than we've, that. Hey, we've broken ties that way before. This won't be do the first Do we want to put it up to a vote on our, of our fans? Well, like no, but we need, to know the, we need to know the winner yeah. right now, because the, the winner of this will take on the winner of Empire State Building Mount Rushmore in the championship. All right. What if I just... All right. Well, I'll put it in a random generator. I've got my D20 right here. Okay. You just pick high or low because 10 will be the middle. So it's 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 10 or less, 11 or more. You just say high or low for the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm going high. Okay, he's going high. So if it's 11 or more. Wait, wait, Yeah. I feel like the bridge would have to go low because it's lower to the ground. Right. Which one is taller? Oh, the no, arch. The, the arch, absolutely. Not even close. So the, all right, I'm going high anyway because I think the bridge elevates things above the ground. Uh, okay, which an arch, I guess, does not. Okay, so you're going high. <laughs> 11 or higher for the bridge, 10 or well, you less. Go, you go under the arch. You and the over. winner of this matchup by random chance is 13. It's the bridge. It's the bridge. The bridge did it. Hey, you know, I, Matt, if you had asked me at the start of this, <laughs> is the Brooklyn Bridge going to make it to the final two? I might not have agreed with you, but, <laughs> but hey, I love but, the Brooklyn Bridge. It's a great structure. It's walking here. It, it is, Matt, and it's walking straight to the championship. Yeah, We're going to take on. We're at the hour mark, so we really got to keep chugging here. <laughs> Our next final four matchup: winner takes on the Brooklyn Bridge for the championship. Empire State Building versus Mount Rushmore, grading them on a tourism factor and on fun fact factor. Um, and we've got some fun fun facts uh, for each of these here. Uh, starting with the Empire State Building. Uh, I mentioned last week about the 200-foot dirigible tower. Um, I'm sure there are other fun facts, but I've by the third time we fought these, I've exhausted most of my fun facts. Hmm. So we're going to have to go to Google for this one. Uh, there are observatories on both the 86th and 102nd floors. They attract around 4 million annually. Uh, it took one year and 45 days to build more than 7 million man hours. Uh, here you go. Every year on Valentine's Day, couples who marry on the 80th floor become members of the Empire State Building Wedding Club. They receive free admission to the observatory each year on February 14th, which is their anniversary. Oh, nice. So. Very nice. Very nice fun fact. Uh, let me see what I've got for. There are 1,872 steps from street level to the 103rd floor. And there are 73 elevators in the building, including six freight elevators. Uh, tower lights are turned off on foggy nights during the spring and autumn bird migration season so the lights will not confuse birds and cause them to fly into the building. That's nice. So, 
a fun um, fact for you there. Uh, in one or the Empire State Building is hit by lightning on an average of 25 times per year. In uh. one storm, it was hit eight times in wow. 24 minutes. That is so impressive. Cool pictures. On a clear day, you can see five states from the top of the Empire State Building. These states are New York, Wyoming, New Jersey, Hawaii, Canada, and Massachusetts. And the moon. Did you say Canada? <laughs> you threw Canada in Maybe. There. You look really yeah. hard. Um, so... And all right, we've got the competition here being Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore. Now, it took 14 years to complete Mount Rushmore. No one died while building Mount Rushmore, which I don't think you can say about many of our monuments and landmarks we've talked about. Yeah, probably most of them. Certainly not the Alamo. No. Oh, gosh, no. Uh, now, Thomas Jefferson was originally started on George Washington's right. However, after 18 months, they realized it wasn't working. So they dynamited his whole face off and carved it on the other side. That's why it's uh, oh. set back like it is in the final version. Oh, it's like it's it's like he's photobombing. A, a do-over, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there is a cave behind the carving called the Hall of Records. It was intended to house the story of Mount Rushmore and a copy of the Declaration of Independence, but it was never completed due to a lack of funding. Um, Mount Rushmore is named after New York attorney. Charles E. Rushmore, who visited the area in 1885. That sounds like a fact I would make up. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. totally does. Uh, as the story goes, Rushmore was visiting South Dakota for business when he spied the large, impressive Granite Peak. When he asked his guide the name of the peak, Rushmore was told, hell, it never had a name, but from now on, we'll call it the damn thing Rushmore. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, the, all right. But this, the, more likely the reason is that Charles E. Rushmore later don't, would donate $5,000 to help get the Mount Rushmore project started. That's it? Becoming one of the first to donate private money to the project. Well, 5000 was a lot back in 1885. But still, he got the whole mountain named after him for that? 5000 was a, ton, a shit ton of money. You could buy a Buick for that. No, I oh, mean, sure. that's crazy. Man, I got to donate some money to get something named after me. Really missing do you know, out. Um, do you know the sculptor's name? The famous sculptor? I do because I'm on Google, but you should tell us. Gutsan Borglum. Sounds about right. Yeah. Gutsan Borglum uh, asked President Calvin Coolidge to write the words to uh, what was called the entablature, which uh, the words were going to convey a very short history of the United States. Um, so he asked Coolidge to write the words and Coolidge accepted. However, when Coolidge submitted his first entry, Borglum disliked it so much that he completely changed the wording before sending it to the newspapers. Ah. Rightfully, Coolidge was very upset and refused to write anymore. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Now, Matt, Mount Rushmore uh, sees more than 2 million tourists every year and it cost uh, just under a million dollars at the time to build. Now, Matt, when I look at these two from a tourism factor, I think it's very slanted. I think it's very slanted. Because the Empire State Building is an office building. (laughs) Not really designed for tourism. 
yeah, at the end of the day, it is it is very uh, very much not really a tourist site. And, and Mount Rushmore is pretty much the only tourist site in that entire right. state. It's it's the only reason to go there. And the thing is, like, if I'm in New York City, as cool as it is, I'm probably not going to the Empire State Building because you're dealing with lines and admission fees. And really, it's just a view. Because you don't really get... Like, if they had, like, a cool historical tour of the building, which I don't think they do... Um, I'd be interested in that, but just the fact there are lots of tall buildings in New York city. You can go to the top to and look out at, you know, um, it doesn't, doesn't have to be the empire state building. So to me, tourism wise, it's like, I don't, I'm not really buying the empire state building. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's getting too late to argue on behalf of, of the empire state building. Much as I would like to, I think that you you make a you make a really good point there about. Oh, uh, don't mistake me, Matt. About this this one here. Don't don't mistake me. I'm not saying I'm choosing Mount Rushmore. You're not choosing Mount Rushmore. I'm choosing the Empire State Building to win this battle. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm not trying to psych you out, but I'm just saying I think in terms of a landmark. In all the categories we've talked about, the Empire State Building, at the end of the day, it's just really well-carved rocks at Mount Rushmore, and that's great, but we had we had the Lincoln Monu- Memorial we kicked out, we the Washington Monument, all the sort of stone shit we've already eliminated from, we, we clearly are not fans of the sculptured stuff. I think the Empire State Building, for what it meant to engineering at the time, to, to its iconic status, to all the records it broke... To to me, it's it's a definitive structure, more so than Mount Rushmore. But that's my opinion. What do you say? Um. Yeah. Uh, in terms of landmarks, though, you say, Matt, choose what you want. You're not going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> if you want to choose Mount Rushmore, well, frankly, I'm very upset if it ends up being the Brooklyn Bridge versus the Empire State Building. That would very much depress me if that were the final two. It, it's certainly looking that way, isn't it? Well, it's, this is up to you. You, you want to split the difference. We'll see who will win in a Mecca-style fight. Oh, you know, you know, you know that. Oh, actually, <laughs> this would this would be the coolest Mecca-style fight on here. I would, I would, I would but argue. My question is: Is Mount Rushmore four Meccas because of the four you, heads? Yes, I was gonna say they would form. They would form like that a Voltron-style. Yeah, where it's like where it's like they would they would combine to form a giant one, but they would be four separate ones. Meanwhile, the Empire State Building would be like the biggest one. But you know, in that in that battle, I would I would have to say that Mount Rushmore would probably be the hero. Of I the, agree. Of the story, because that's the four mechs are always the heroes. Like yeah, the, against the big baddie. Yeah, Transformers against the big bad. Well, one. it's also the big city against small town South Dakota. Oh yeah, sure, sure it is. I just think when in terms of landmarks, I, in terms of landmarks, I got to I got I to give it to Rush. How do you not give it to Mount Rushmore okay. in a battle of landmarks? Matt, like I'm going to write down Mount Rushmore. We're going to go on to the finals because I, I don't I don't strongly feel towards the Empire State Building. I'm not going to I'm not like I believed more in the arch than I do the Empire State Building. So I'm not going to put up a big fight. All right. So and since it did win our Mecca. Our mecha battle. Uh, Mount Rushmore it is, Matt. And we have our final two. 
We're going to choose a winner right now of the... And by the way, people should know, this is the definitive answer. So there's no more debate after this. The best landmark. Hold your horses here, Sean. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to put this up to you live. Okay. Live on air. Love being put on the spot. (laughs) Do we really want to decide this between the two of us? After all, America is a big place. It's got a lot of people out there. Uh, I think our maybe our, our listeners might want to uh, have a might vote. Want to have chime a in. Should we put this up to a vote on our people, to our people, Matt, on our Twitter page and our Facebook? I think that's sort of a great idea. <laughs> and by that, I mean, I agree. We should definitely put out some polls and report on the results next week. But a lot of people listen to some episodes and not others. And I don't want to leave this on a cliffhanger without ever having come up with an answer. Cause that's a, that's a, that's a loose end. All right. Because Fair historically enough. when people look back, they'll end the episode not having know who won. So I promise I pr- scouts honor when this gets published, I will put up polls on social media and next week we will re- see if you agree with Matt and I and whatever we decide. But I still think tonight you and I do have to make a decision. Okay. We can't get off the hook that easy. We've spent now literally two and a half hours talking about these landmarks. We have to pick a winner. We do. We do. You're right. We we owe it to our listeners. And Matt, frankly, no matter what we pick, people are going to be upset. So we should just own it. We should just own it. We've never gotten one of these brackets right. So (laughs) why start now? Exactly. Congratulations to the Brooklyn Bridge, our winner. No, all of right. Our we have some amount of debate ragged. here. I mean, Matt, let's let's forget all these categories. Let's just say which is the better landmark, Mount Rushmore or the Brooklyn Bridge? I say Mount Rushmore. Because again, for me, the ultimate test of a landmark is the postcard challenge, and I think Mount Rushmore fits better on a postcard than the Brooklyn Bridge does. And I would expect it to be more on a postcard than the Brooklyn Bridge. You don't go to the Brooklyn Bridge as a tourist spot. You don't go there as a landmark. It's cool. It's part of the city. Great. Mount Rushmore is a dedicated landmark. Hmm. This is tough. It is. is. certainly tough. It is. I'm... I'm not I'm not willing to give it up here. I'm going to fight for my Brooklyn Bridge. I say Brooklyn Bridge. Brooklyn Bridge. Brooklyn Bridge all the way. Oh boy. Best US landmark in the country is the Brooklyn Bridge. Okay. What do we do now? Are you googling tiebreakers? How to solve a tiebreaker? No. Uh, a certain uh, a certain friend of the show, it says is on oh. Slack at the moment. So I'm going to see what he says. Okay. And he might not get back to us, so I won't hold too much, but I'm going to see I'm going to see what he says. Maybe he can be our tiebreaker. But Matt, at this point, I don't know what to I I don't I make an argument to me why the Brooklyn Bridge should be better because I I get why it beats some of the other things it beat, but in the ultimate better just straight up better landmark period 
I don't know. I, I don't, I, I just, I can't get the argument for Brooklyn bridge. I don't understand it. It's a bridge. It's just a nice bridge. It's not a landmark. Well, Sean, but convince me, convince me. I'm look, I've changed my mind on the show plenty of times when we've done these brackets. Webster's dictionary defines a landmark <laughs> as uh, a, a recognizable natural or artificial feature used for navigation. A feature that stands out from its environment and is often visible from long distances. Uh-huh. One of these is a lot bigger than the other. Sean, when you are navigating... It's in South Dakota. In South Dakota. Yeah. Are you going to use the Mount Rushmore to tell you the direction of where you're going in? Or are you going to say to yourself, why the hell am I in South Dakota when I could be in New York City? Okay, you so just mixed your argument in like 18 different ways. <laughs> I, you know? That was whack. That is my argument, Sean, and I defy you to counter it. I would counter it by saying, if you're looking for something to help you navigate, you'll probably go with the biggest. And by far, Mount Rushmore is bigger than the Brooklyn Bridge. It's a giant mountain. Yeah, this is a giant bridge. Yeah, but not as giant. I'm going to read to you from a thesis statement by a college student who uh, wrote about the Brooklyn Bridge, calling it a world wonder arguing that it should be one of the wonders of the world, of the modern world. Okay? And they said, uh, the contemplated work, when constructed in accordance with my design, will not only be the greatest bridge in existence, but it will be the great engineering work of the continent and of the age. That was by John Roebling the creator of the Brooklyn Bridge. Frank Sinatra once sang in his famous song, Brooklyn Bridge, Heaven Looks at You from the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, the cables that hold up the Brooklyn Bridge on big stone piers are beautiful and not hidden. It's metal in your face, taking traditional material and putting it to use in a way that you can see what it can do. Sean, much like our own America today. Nothing is hidden, but everything is beautiful, much like the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, all right, here's the scoop, Matt. I'm, I'm just going to be straight up with you. Not for, just going to be straight up, okay? I don't care. I don't care. They're no, both come great. on. Don't I fold like this. No, I think Mount Rushmore is better. I do, but I, I, you <laughs> put it this way. You believe in the Brooklyn Bridge more than I believe in Mount Rushmore. And the, the problem is, and you need to understand this before you make your bold proclamation, the fans are going to fucking hate that we chose the Brooklyn Bridge. It is, it is minestrone all over again. Okay. 
They're going to look at these 16 things we started with and say <laughs> the best you could do is the goddamn. I'm telling because you. Because Matt's a New Yorker all the way. who had to push it. Oh, we should have Yankee America's Stadium fucking in. Ebbets Field should have been on here. Then it would have won the whole thing. I mean, come on. What, what is What is going on? Half of the <laughs> Final Four was from New York. This thing is rigged. You made it. You made that list. I didn't make shit. <laughs> Less than about 20% of the 16 were from New York. And somehow 50% of the final four was from New York. That was your doing. Ah, well, so I can't come up with a better argument. I, I admit, I think you've, you've got, you have a much better argument for Mount Rushmore than I do for the Brooklyn bridge. This is our goddamn show and we get to choose whatever we want you know what i say we choose the brooklyn bridge, brooklyn bridge. because this this is a stupid format and i don't know why we do these brackets and we've been talking two and a half goddamn hours on these stupid landmarks most of which we've never been to and don't know that much about brooklyn bridge I've been them to the brooklyn, these... you know what i've been to the brooklyn bridge i've not been to mount rushmore I, I i could i could die and not ever go to mount rushmore and not care it is dumb it's just a bunch of faces it's on a mountain a in south rocks. dakota yeah Whatever. Screw it. Brooklyn Hard Bridge pass. it is. Congratulations, Matt. Up for Debate has officially declared the best landmark in America to be the Brooklyn Bridge. Where did we go wrong? Nowhere. We we did fine. We did fine. It's the haters that are going to hate. <sighs> I hate us, Matt, and I'm on the show. Um. All right. Well, good. I'm glad we've crowned a winner. We will put a poll out on our social channels. Uh, we'll do a Twitter poll at Up for Debate TV and a Facebook poll, facebook.com slash Up for Debate TV and vote um, and let us know what you think. Uh, Matt, before we wrap up, I will quickly ask you, you've seen um, you've seen all of these. Uh, you've seen the bracket. You've been here as we've gone through all of these. Is there anything that. Are there any of the original 16 you think should have gone farther? Or is there anywhere you regret a decision we made? Is there any, nope. th- any thought? You think it went perfectly? Uh, this is exactly what I wanted from the very beginning. You, you fucking rigged this thing. You, you, you son of a bitch. You my dream come true. You're a piece of garbage. Brooklyn you... Bri- really, the only, the only thing better would be if it was Brooklyn Bridge and Empire State in the, in the final round. It almost was. You made it. I picked the Empire State Building go the next round. And I just you thought that would be a little too obvious. Oh my a little God. too obvious if it was uh, the two, You know, but uh, I'm, I'm happy it. about this. He a rigged Brooklyn it. Bridge. My Brooklyn roots are proud. All I will say is I am, of the original 16, I am, first of all, I would have never picked either Brooklyn Bridge or Mount Rushmore to make it to the final two. And I am floored Golden Gate Bridge didn't make it farther. Golden Break Bridge, I should have shut that shit down in the Golden first Gate round. Golden Bridge, it was the chicken noodle soup of this bracket. It, honestly. It, it gets the chicken noodle soup award. I'm not saying it should have won the whole thing. It should have absolutely <laughs> beaten Brooklyn Bridge in Which the first round. Which was the round. exact argument that many of our fans had about the chicken noodle soup back in the soup bracket. <laughs> we suck at this. You know, it's I, shocking. We, we have our own way of we doing do. this here. That's we why do. we're up for debate. And up for not. debate is decided we're going to be sending a plaque to be put on the brooklyn bridge that proclaims it the best landmark america's Um, greatest landmark matt we've got to shut this down no more brackets for a while the good news is we're not having a show next week but the following week we're back with one of our other yearly classics something we're definitely somewhat better at prop bets our super bowl prop bets will be back in two weeks 
We will have the show. We're going to preview the Super Bowl. The teams playing in it will know by then. The, the halftime show. And we'll be making our annual prop bets uh, to see which of us can do a better job of guessing all of the weird facts about the game. And then the following week, post-Super Bowl, we'll talk about what we thought of the of the game and the halftime show and the commercials. And we'll be revealing the results of our prop bets. So, Never been a better time to subscribe to the show. Visit the website up for debate.tv. The archive is there. You can get past episodes, and you can also click the subscribe button to find it where you can get the show uh, on places like Stitcher and Overcast and Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your show's video version on YouTube as well. And I mentioned our social media accounts. You can follow us there, um, vote on the polls, and, and get notified when new episodes go live. Um, Matt, we got to shut it down here. But on behalf of you and I, thanks everybody out there for joining us on this bracket buster. Uh, we'll see you next time for a super edition of Up for Debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.